Let's have State of Origin after 9 o'clock, past the kids' bedtime. Let's give it a, an R rating and just get stuck into it. I, I'd even like to encourage one player to be able to have like some kind of drawstring garrote. Very peaky blinders. Go, go at it with razor blades. Yep. Um, and obviously Last Man Alive wins. Goes about saying Billy Slater would get him out of the series. This Kangaroos team kind of reminds me of that uh, film The Replacements with Keanu Reeves. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. Uh, well, basically all the good players are off mm. on strike. Yep. And so all the shit players come in. Get a chance. Yeah. Yep. Except in this case, it's permanent. Hello listeners and welcome to the first episode of the Voluntary Tackle for 2019. The only NRL podcast not to be violently assaulted by a rugby league player over the off-season. Allegedly. Today on the show we'll be discussing all of the pressing issues in the world of the NRL leading up to this year's season. But first, I am joined in the studio by the only man who voted for Vladimir Putin to be Cosmo's 2018 Bachelor of the Year. That Soviet-loving stooge I refer to is quite clearly Chip Jones. But why did you uh, put Vladimir forward? Uh, because uh, is it is a physique thing, or is it because you love his policies? He's probably the sexiest man in politics. Ooh. Is he better than Justin Trudeau? You see, Justin Trudeau, he's just a bit wet. Okay. He's just a bit of a wet bag. He's a bit of a wet leaf. Like, you could take him to the orgy, but... I just, I just don't think he's going to perform. I think, if anything, he'd complain that uh, women were placed in a, a position of uh, non-power. Yeah. Um, and he would actually wouldn't participate in the orgy anyway. Like boycott. Yeah, exactly. Boycott those positions. Politics aside, Chippy, uh, how have you spent your off-season, mate? It's been a little while since we've recorded. Okay. Basically, I've been asleep. The whole time? Pretty much. Is that, is that, that's what you'd qualify as a coma, I mean, it? look, what... Well, you know, um, the doctor says that it, it may have been... Um, and induced, it, I may have self-induced, but mate, when there's no football on, I've, what, what, what's, what the, can I what's do? the point of what's being conscious? Point, you know, yeah, I know. Certainly, no point doing a podcast. Well, we we did try, didn't we? Uh, some of our core listeners might know about this chip, but uh, we certainly tried to keep the momentum going uh, past the season proper and then past the internationals. Mm. Uh, but it was pretty. Uh, it was only probably a few weeks before we thought, well, fuck this. It's summer. I'm going to go to the beach. It's about eight thousand degrees. Um, yeah, global warming's not that fun as it turns out. You know, the idea of um, you know constant forty-five degree days sounded appealing in the mid nineties, but now I just get a bit clammy. Mm. Anyway, that's me. Um, I'm not sure if you've taken to wearing a hockey mask and a chastity belt uh, in the off season to avoid being assaulted by an NRL player. I certainly have. Um, have you found yourself taking uh, precautionary measures? Mate, I, I'm trying to get involved. I, I, I don't get invites to those kind of parties, unfortunately. I don't know why. Look, uh, Chip, it has been a horror off-season for the NRL, which is uh, already looking for new ways to clean up its image in 2019, following a spate of assaults. Uh, to run through just a few on the rap sheet over the last couple of months, we've got uh, the West Tigers' Zane Musgrove, who's fighting allegations that he forced his tongue into a young woman's mouth at a Sydney pub in late 2018. Uh, we've also got the West Tigers' utility Michael Cheekham facing two charges of assault after an incident in Bondi where he assaulted a rideshare driver, otherwise known as Uber. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Uh, there's the Newcastle's uh, Tata Moga, uh, who was charged of assaulting a taxi driver following a, a rather boozy boxing day. Um, there's the assault charges obviously levelled at Manly's uh, Dylan Walker for assaulting his partner. Jack DeBell in charge of aggravated sexual assaults. And, of course, you've got Jared Hayne, uh, we don't really have enough time He's to go constant. into all of that. That's yeah, pretty much normal. Exactly. I mean, we'd be here all day. Uh, but the question I'm posing for the show, Chip, mm. how does the NRL best stamp out all of this bad behaviour? 
I think they should just hire a whole bank of prostitutes. Okay. Well, this is I like, you know what I love about this. I love coming to you because you you always give a suggestion. Um, it's outside the box, isn't it? Well, you never see it printed in the Telegraph. No. Uh, so no. please, can you um, uh, sort of unpack that a little bit more for well, us? Well, okay, so you've got some drunken footballers. They're out at night, they're feeling a bit randy, and they think, shall we go and forcibly insert our tongues in, in some young, nice nice young girls here? And someone says, no, mate, just come back to the club. We've got 18 different types of girls there ready. Mm. And, and most uh, importantly, consensually ready. Well, that, see, the thing is... Once you've paid for them, you can live out the fantasy. So if they want to pretend not to be into it, that's okay too. Wow. Are we getting more of an insight into your private life here? No, this is just... I Look, I understand you footballer. Okay. okay. I understand where they're coming from. Then, you know, these are, these are probably 10,000 years of caveman genetics like, wow, you're coming like, to the fore there. You're like the Jack DeBellin whisperer. Yeah, I'm, I, I could be the porn whisperer. You could, you could call me the, porn, the NRL's sexual whisperer. The fact that we've got someone with that kind of expertise. Mm. Um, I, I get the feeling no other NRL podcast has that person on their panel. I don't think anyone else has come up with that yet. Is, is there a chance that uh, you know the NRL might want to spend a little bit more time educating the players, maybe to be not such dickheads? Well, the problem is <clears throat> God gave man a brain and a penis, but only enough blood to operate one at a time. So you've got to... You got to kind of work with that, you know. Particularly with football players, they, you know, they spend a lot of time working the body, not a lot of time working the brain. I mean, look, you could try and educate them. You you could go, you could try, but I think it'd be much cheaper, and probably more beneficial, to just you know have have a couple of girls, um, just hire some hookers. just just ready, okay. just like on call, keep them on a retainer. Look, I'll put that down on the on the flat plan because uh, we're doing a giant proposal. Well, that's to the that NRL. problem solved. Let's move on to the next thing. <laughs> I I had some ideas on it as well, Chip. Uh, I was wondering if um, maybe we could just get right back to basics with NRL players mm. and maybe make them uh, do elocution lessons. You know, okay. like the women had to do in the nineteen fifties. You know, when they yep. forced housewives. Yep. Uh, you know, back in the day, they had to kind of wear. I loved elocution lessons. Women that come out of elocution lessons are just the best, man. That's like. Are they? They're the sexiest, for sure. Is it because of the way they speak? or Eloquence, they hold themselves well, they, they, you know. But what if we made the men go through it? Because I'm thinking there's such uh, bad behaviour going on here in the off-season. Uh, would it be worthwhile making, you know, your Jack DeBellins, um, your Cheekams, have to wear a handkerchief on their head to achieve better posture? No. Um, or even maybe to do those elocution mm. lessons to, to enunciate their words, even to enunciate the word enunciate mm -hmm. um, might actually make them behave is, better. Is, is it a word? Enunciate? I believe so. I think it's enunciation. I think it's enunciate. That's better. Well, well That's, you're getting however it. we get it. I mean, does, does that really improve you calling for the inside ball? Yes, Frederick, I am open. I don't think so. No, and in fact, that just evokes other imagery, doesn't it? <laughs> Frederick, I'm open. Yeah, well... Um, mm. You know, you might get an all <laughs> different You've really kind got of an insight into both of our uh, psychologies there, haven't you, I suppose? I suppose it is pretty Freudian. So at the moment, all we have on the board is uh, a, a truckload of hookers, suggested mm. by you, Yep. Um, and I've said elocution lessons. Uh, what else could we potentially uh, put on the table? Well, there's castration. Okay, that's that's pretty... Uh, it's extra Like, I, I prefer not... To go there, mm. it's a road. Um, it's a road you wouldn't but, want to go But you know, you, you you might say, look, if you're not going to go for the elocution lessons mm. and you're not going to go for the paid whores, well, if you keep going down the road and causing the NRL, um, you know, loss of income, 
lose your knackers. We're going to cut your balls off. Right. We're going to cut you off at the balls. Would it be the case uh, if you cut off people's testicles mm. um, that they wouldn't be as good an NRL player from there on in because they'd lose that mongrel? I'm not sure. I think you could probably hang the sack at the try line. Like oh, encourage they, them to... To try and get their balls back. reattach. Oh, so this reattach. isn't a permanent thing. This is like a temporary suspension Maybe of balls. Maybe we keep them on ice. Would they have to run Maybe the they link- could do one ball per season. Like if you have a good season, you get one back. You, you know, you can lance it. Or, or, you know, you can Armstrong. You, you, oh, okay. I thought you meant lance the lance balls, the ball like, like you would a boil. No, I thought no. I thought, I thought I'd better elaborate slightly on that, on that one. It because... sounded counterintuitive. Okay, yeah. cool. So it's not about racing to the balls that get destroyed the moment you get them. It's about trying to get your balls back yeah. after being a dickhead. Yeah, one at a time. Okay, so you don't get them back as a pair. You don't get both of them back at once. No. Okay. Not not unless you can kind of you know if 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 you would win two premierships in a row. Mm. Then, then you might. Then you can get. What if someone else were to run the length and get your balls before you? What if you get balls mixed up? Yeah, you get someone else's balls. What right. if you get DeBellins? Um, okay. I've just got this image of someone grabbing now uh, Jack DeBellins' balls and wearing them as earrings. A bit like Buffalo Bill okay. yep. out of Silence of the Lambs, yep. which is obviously an unsettling image. I don't yep. think that's a road we want to go down. Yep. But I actually do think there's merit in Do some you call th- those tester rings? I don't, just okay. because I've never had to actually confront their reality yep. before. Yep. Um, I will from now on, obviously. Mm. Or iracles. Okay. Mate, you're unbelievable uh, when it comes to new vernaculars. I'm amazing. You are. Like, I, you know. uh, it actually sort of suggests that maybe you've given it some forethought, but we won't go there. No, it's um, for... Oh, I see. Yeah, I thought, no, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, look, ironically, Chip, I don't know if you uh, read about this, but uh, Cameron Smith has actually come out and called for players to show better behaviour. Now, you Cameron, know you've This had is Cameron Smith you're talking yes, about. exactly. Now, you okay. know you've had to do something pretty ordinary in the off-season when Cameron Smith is calling for people mm. to start playing by the rules. Uh, Chippy, should uh, NRL players have behaved badly, uh, should they be made to bat in the middle order for Australia um, just to see what real suffering is like? Um, that might set them straight. I'm not sure if you'd agree with that or not, although you probably should be said they'd. it might backfire because they'd probably play better than the established cricket players. Mm. But there mm. might be something in that. Should we potentially transfer them over to other sports? MMA, um, perhaps. What about the suggestion that came out today? There was a um, an SMH article uh, that put on the table that teams should be docked points if a, if a person because the idea behind it being that the group shame, the guilt inflicted from the playing group would disincentivize anyone from acting out. The issue there is you're going to end up with coaches wanting to select players who are not as physically good at the game, but, but are conscientious, completely un capable of um, doing the wrong thing off the field. You know, I, I, I think on the field and on the field are separate entities. Um, and, and I don't think a lot of people have enough respect for what it means to go out onto the field because you, you're putting your, your life and your body at pretty significant risk. Um, Unfortunately, though, it seems women are putting their body at risk by meeting and greeting with NRL players in the off-season. Mm. Off-season is not on-season. Though, um, or or on field is not off field. I mean, look, I, I, I'm all for um, the teams having uh, gentleman lessons or elocution lessons for men, if you like, or some some such uh, thing. And I would like to think that my team is, um, you know, holding themselves in in good regard and behaving with some class and integrity, which which I find um, very, you know, I mean, as you know, I work very hard to be. Uh, to be of uh, high standing in the community, you hard, but you hardly flop your cock out at all anymore. Not anymore. No, no. I'd say it's only weekends it's, now. Well, 
no. Occasionally I'll I'll have a binge, but mm. generally speaking. Remember the old helicopter you used to do? Yeah. Yeah. yeah good, no, I mean, that, good was, days. that was fun times. Yeah, but... Good days. Welcome back to the Voluntary Tackle. Now, Chip, uh, Allianz Stadium, as we know, uh, oh. God rest its partially demolished soul. Um, it's in the news at the moment because, well, it's become a hot political topic um, in, in the context of the upcoming state election. Now, It's the Great Barrier Reef of Rugby League. In a way. it's uh, Partially one of, one destroyed. Of, one of the UNESCO wonders of the world. Someone offered up a lot of money. To try and fix it. Exactly. It, it's so many symmetries. But now the New South Wales opposition leader, Michael Daly, Chip, um, has stated that if Labor wins, he's going to go and put the kibosh on the creation of a new stadium at Moore Park. Mm. Now, it strikes us here at the Voluntary Tackle that if this was to happen, that the Roosters' home ground might look a bit like a scrapyard, uh, or if you will, the suburb of Artarman. Could the Roosters turn the playing field that's full of scrap metal and bulldozers, Chip, to their advantage? Well, see, you make a great point there. Could it could it increase the home ground home ground advantage? I think it could. Could have a very short in goal. Because they haven't made it yet. They haven't gotten in goal, basically. <laughs> or or maybe what we could do is have the opposing team they don't have an in goal. It's very difficult to score a try. If they haven't if even they got have, the line. They haven't gotten in goal. I love mm. it. They just got a ten. Would that be perceived as cheating? Well, look, I mean, compared to, you know, some of the complaints levelled against the Roosters, I think we could probably handle that. Yeah, I kind of like that, isn't it? We're used to that kind of criticism. Yeah, we could handle it. Of creating a non-level playing field. And to mm. do it in a literal sense uh, might be a new sort of domain for us. I think I think the challenge is when you get to half-time and you don't swap sides. <laughs> the suspicion <laughs> you, might become quite real. You have to uh, re you know, I tell you what we could do. Hmm. We could actually have someone redraw the the lines, okay. the, the meter marks on the field at halftime so that, you know, they and still it, don't have an in goal. <laughs> <laughs> and you could just make it incredibly skinny. You yeah. give them two meters of in goal instead. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I don't know. Things that come to my mind, Chip, um, I don't know. You could potentially lure unsuspecting players towards the wet cement um, that just sits outside of the red zone, for example. Mm. Like, you know, then they get stuck there for the game. What are the fans going to do? Where are we going to sit? Uh, there's no seats. Okay. I mean, there's a few seats left. I've, I've actually checked out some images that have been leaked from News Limited, and um, there's probably about seven or eight seats left. Okay. Uh, but the rest is sort of a, an uneven concrete So we won't slab. get all of the Roosters fans there, but... No, we'll get... 80% of them there, yep. let's face it, um, including family members. Mm. But, you know, the idea of, uh, you know, sitting on the hill like you do at Leichhardt, we've got that back. Can we have a hill? We've got a hill. Can we Can we just do a hill? It's got no grass on it. Let's just have some hills. Let's bring it back. Let's, let's have a coliseum, right? We'll just lift some dirt. I mean, what are they doing with all the tram track dirt from, from the line Anzac rail. Parade? We'll oh, just put it in there. I agree with you. I think there's probably some utility in that. Um, I, I like the idea of even the Roosters forwards, Chip, um, quite literally steamrolling the opposition pack because there's probably a steamroller available. They just hop on board, um, you know, one of those big things of um, large machinery and just roll over the opposition forward pack. Can we lay a tram line at the sideline? Okay, and, ju- and, and just purpose? actually, well, just to get some viewing happening. We can, we can actually, you can catch the tram, okay? Yes. It'll take you past the game. Into the stadium, you can catch a you know a set of six or something. You can get off there if you want, and uh, and then what do you do? Be on your way to Ramwick. 
Wait, so where's the tram? Where's the tram coming from? So let's say it's coming from Central. Okay, you'd have to build the tram tracks to go into the ground. Yeah, right. Well, we at the moment it's it's more about demolition. They haven't really built anything. They've just ripped it apart. Okay, so there's your problem. Yeah, it's an issue. I mean, mm-hmm. you could create some makeshift ones. Yep. Maybe um, you know, get one of those billy cart tracks. Okay. People could just get like a made out of plywood and just ride into the ground. Yep. Um, it wouldn't be as fantastical as uh, catching a tram in there. So how is it going to be that last season's premieres and arguably this season's are going to be uh, groundless? I have no idea. And no I've got home to say, games. Well, we're going to probably play out of the Sydney cricket ground apparently, and we're we're going to play a number of games in Gosford and go on the road a lot more. Um, you know, which isn't obviously great for our home ground advantage. They've really fucked it, basically, haven't they? They've fucked it. I mean, you know, the, there was some pork barrelling going on there. I mean, can we get Latham on the line? Like, what's the story here? I'm sure he'll come back on the show, mate. You know, like, we've we've got to get some pollies in here to fix this up because it's a disgrace. I mean, Clover Moore, can, like, can we can we do some kind of, like, ornamental or otherwise sacrifice of Clover Moore at, at, at a half-time? game or something is she involved in this just Joan of Arc Clover Moore just Joan of Arc I like the fact that started with our home ground Mm. potentially being in tatters and used to our advantage very quickly Mm. you've sort of gone very ISIS yeah I just want to blame someone yeah no that's fair enough and then I want to get into the violence okay it happens so quickly with you that's what I love you're like a very fast moving I'm a few beers in now oh well yeah I've had a few as well um, I don't know. Look, as you said before, I think we should try to remain uh, pretty positive about this. I feel great about it. Oh, look, and, and it could be, you know, you talk about having a fortress. Mm. I mean, what kind of fortress would it be if it essentially looked like... Can't you get know, in. Like Tempe's tip. Yeah. Well, you can't get in for a start. Well, that, that's that, it. I mean, that's your they, ideal fortress, isn't we it? We win by default. Yeah. Because they Even can't the other team in. can't get in. Well, like, well we someone didn't show up, up. you forfeit. We have to get in there somehow. That's our points. Two what points. What if you could grab an old angle grinder and sort of just go at Paul Gallant's Billy Slater's knees. Yeah. Well, he's or, gone now, okay. thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, he has tree trunk legs. Okay. You know, it takes an angle grinder it's, to get well, through those. Is, yeah, it's a chainsaw. Um, but we would have one of those because it's a scrapyard. Yep. Uh, which is pretty good. Uh, the person I really feel sorry for, though, Chip, is Dylan Napa. Now, um, the problem with him, he's just left us. Mm. And scrapyards, generally, is pretty good scenery for a porno. Now, arguably, the club who has done it the toughest this in, in this off-season is the Cronulla Sharks, Chip, because the men from Northies, um, well, they've had to go through a, a long list um, of illegalities this off-season. Hmm. Um, do you want me to go through the list? Is it a long list? Well, I'll try to make it short. I'll hmm. go to the top five. Okay. All right. Just give me your top five. Um, okay, so they've lost their coach. Obviously, Shane Flanagan. That's a problem. He's been... Uh, cheating. ...deregistered from he's the just, NRL. He's just been cheating. He's just been cheating. Get out. Exactly. Um, and we've also had their banning um, from the Cronulla Sailing Club for okay. a really rowdy boxing day. Oh, is that right? The whole club not allowed in there anymore. They've, they've lost uh, Holmes. Yes, Valentine Holmes has gone to the he's, NFL. He's gone to do the home. Uh, so they're arguably their best player's gone. And, and perhaps probably most um, sadly, uh, Paul Gallon's decided to play on. Ah, oh, that hurts. Yeah, so they're a club in turmoil. Well, that's four. Yeah. Oh, do you want another one? Um, salary cap breaches. Okay. There you go. Made up my five, have I? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. five. There's plenty more. Yeah. Uh, no, but five's we'll, enough. We'll probably stick with that. Uh, the question we're asking the show today, Chip, is um, how do we cheer up the Cronulla Sharks in oh. 2019? Because it has been a horrible off-season. <sighs> Ice cream cake? Oh, okay. 
maybe we could just drop off an ice cream cake. How big? Oh, look, not that big. Mm. Maybe enough for half the team Okay, that are left. Wouldn't that demoralise them more if half had to starve? And then um, perhaps you could just write, you know, premiership winners and question mark for the date. Like you could have 2,000, maybe you could go 2-0 question, question. Yeah. Or if you're feeling really nice, like 2,000 and, you know, 2-0-1 question mark. Okay. Which is yeah. pretty charitable because that's only one yeah. left. They're only going to win this year. They're not going to win. Yeah. So no. you'd probably go two oh two watt. Yeah, two oh zero question or two oh three watt. Yeah, to be more realistic. Yeah, yeah. And then that gives them that sort of sense of hope. Yeah, they could do it in ten years. Yeah, you go. It's a twelve year plan. Mm. Uh, probably in twelve years, Flanagan's coming out of jail. Is Gallon still there? He'll probably play on to He'll the probably 30s, play there. 2030s, yeah. yeah. I'd say, I don't get the feeling that Paul Gallon be the type of man to play on uh, way past the sort of male menopause. Can we bring back Luke Lewis? I hope so. Fuck, he's good. He was great for them. I, I really like, when Luke Lewis was playing for Cronulla, I was like, I could almost like that team. I know. He, and he had that likeable way about him where you go, look, you're an amazing player, you're very talented, you're a real clubman. I think you've probably used steroids. But I don't care. I like you. Yeah, I like you. What about you. Ben Barber? I want I want to see him back, although he's coming back this year, but not for the Sharks. Yeah. I think he's playing for North Queensland this he's year. He's probably going to hurt the Sharks when they play. Yeah, just North to Queensland hurt, play the Sharks. Yeah, probably hurt Do you them. think that Ben Barber was harshly done by? I kind of get the feeling he was because all he did was a line of coke, wasn't it? Which really, you know, I mean, on our show, I mean, you... Well, look at the off-season. That, that did, he, did he do both nostrils? That, I'm not. I wasn't. He there may yet, have so. just done one nostril. I mean, that's only half a problem. Is it really? Is it? Does it actually demote the level of criminality? You're going to do in stereo, man. Come on. <laughs> if you if you're hard at it, you go doubles. Well, that means the done thing. Well, I will have to get Ben Barber on the show to ask him. I just think that we one, Just that one question, and then we'll say thanks. Thanks for your time. To ask him nothing else. Yep. Um, did you snort in stereo? Would yeah. be the question. Did you do half your line, one nose and half the other, or hmm. did someone actually double you up, and give you one each? I mean, these are the burning questions um, mm. that the rugby league public want to know. Um, but look, I don't know. Cheering up the Cronulla Sharks chip could be difficult. Um, as you said, potentially we could maybe legalise peptides again because that was sort could... of their heyday, wasn't it, when they were allowed to roid up? Oh, I don't know if it made them any happier. It made them better. Yeah, but it. it Probably increase the aggression and and animosity levels. Hmm. I think you're right there. Maybe we could get them in like a clown, like a party clown. Okay. To go on the field with them? Like would they... Because at the moment, uh, that person's been Matt Moylan. Yeah. um, Who's sort of of provided the comic relief, uh, especially in the attacking zone. Um, I'm wondering... (laughs) I'm wondering if that might be something they'd be doubling up. Would Matt Moylan get jealous that there's two clowns on the field? I think, you know... Matt Moylan was banking on the idea that the opposition defensive line would find him too funny to tackle. And yeah, it didn't they didn't work, did it? They didn't. They went, really. Mm, they just went, no. You're quite, mildly funny, but we're going to snap you in half. Quite happy to smash you and then laugh at you. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, this, is, this is certainly from uh, left field, Chip, but, but would it be uh, a good idea to maybe bring back Andrew Eddinghausen? Um, because he was the one player that I remember from my childhood who was constantly affable and happy, and he never won a premiership, mm. never went near one. Mm. Um, but he was always a happy guy, made rep teams when he shouldn't, yep. um, never seemed to have a hair out of place for obvious reasons. He barely touched the ball. But I'm wondering if bringing him back into the team might be the thing to kind of spur the Sharks on and go, you know what, 2019's not so bad. 
We could give anything a go at this point. Mm. Although the Sharks team might catch on to the fact that, you know, he, that, that he starred in E.T.'s Fishing Adventures, uh, which is pretty shit. <laughs> That's tough to come back from. Mm. That might deflate them. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a catch-22 there mm. um, that I'm not sure is um, assailable. E.T. was in, it was an interesting acronym. E.T. Yeah, because yeah. it wasn't accurate. No, I agree. It with wasn't you. AE like I think accident it's... and emergency. That would have that probably would have been a better player. You're right there. I've never really stopped to think about that. But um, I, I get the feeling, and I'm just spitballing, that mm. the reason that ET is the the shortened mm. version is because an Australian has no chance of pronouncing a German surname. Ettinghausen. Yeah, I, it's I think Ettings, probably it's Ettingshausen. It's, it's Ettings. Got an S. It's got an S in it. It does. Oh, yeah. Classic. Well, that was in the days before you could actually go off at the broadcasters for mispronouncing your name. But I think someone like Sterlo probably looked at that name and just went ET e- is about as far as That's I'm going to get with that. Let's go with ET. And everyone, yep. As a side note, do you know what? What ET's short for? Extraterrestrial. No, he's got little legs, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Well, that's all we have time for on the show today, and we thank you very much for your company. And until next time, just do what James Bracey would do and become employed in every Channel 9 sports presenter role possible. Catch you soon. I think it's probably the most important part of the show. I've really missed this. Mm, this where this we particular get... part. It's, it's really the only part of the show I enjoy. Oh, well, that's probably a pretty unpleasant thing to say. Um, it's where we get two mascots from NRL teams to play each other. And then in a very rough shot, scattershot manner, mm. uh, we kind of adjudicate between ourselves which mascot would be would win. Yes. Okay. Um, so how are we going to determine this week who's playing who? Well, this week's an interesting one, uh, Eamon, because this week we're going to do a grand final rematch between the Roosters and the Storm. Ooh. Uh, can I kick off? Uh, please do. Okay, great. So obviously uh, the Storm uh, being a weather event mm. um, is always a little bit difficult because you kind of then have to kind of step into the world of meteorology. Yep. Um, so when I've seen chickens in the rain, they've handled it pretty well. Yep. So the idea that a storm could defeat a chicken, um, I don't think that's very likely because they'd have to get struck by the lightning well, itself. It wasn't, it wasn't likely this year. It certainly wasn't likely this year, thankfully. Um, In fact, uh, you know, the, the rooster didn't even wear... It was it was sort of hot and dry and balmy. It didn't even really get wet. No. The rooster this it year. It didn't even get sexually aroused. No. Uh, which which is happens. a shame because, you know, for an NRL team... Yeah, you kind of... Especially in the off-season. These days... Um, so for me, I don't know if I'm just think, talking out of turn here, but I kind of get the feeling that the rooster would just breeze through the storm. Well, look, that's, uh, let's, let's hopefully get a rerun of that this year. Um, I mean, unless you're talking some kind of cyclonic, maybe, mm. you know, uh, event. Let, okay, you're right. Let's play the storm its dues and pretend it's a Category 5 storm. Okay, so you've got your Category 5, mm. you've got your rooster out walking in some yeah. exposed field. It's wandered away from the farm. It's uh, it's lost. It's 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 gone for a pecking. Okay. It's gone for a peck. Right. How far there? does it need to travel to peck? Well, let's 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 give the storm every opportunity. Okay. Here. So it's so gone he's, miles from he, home. He's a long way from home. Okay. He's got no grain to he's got eat. No grain. No friends. Okay. And he's is he surrounded by foxes, or is that adding a variable we don't need to add? Mm, that could be the uh, Tasmanian team. Okay. That well, may come along at some point. We'll leave the foxes. Or out the of Western it. Australian foxes. All right, so we've got a rooster uh, miles from nowhere hitchhiking. Yep. Um, category five storms. He's got hitting. his, uh, you know, hooked talon out. Yep. Like backwards, trying to 
flag he's, down he's some truck driver. He's slung his very small sack of seed on a stick over yep. its sort of yep. feathery shoulder. It's looking to travel across the country. Suddenly, an electrical storm of fucking motherfucking proportions. Category 8 yeah. rolls It's not on. even on the fucking grid. Yeah, it's beyond category. Okay. Does it survive? <sighs> Can it hail down that trucker in time? So, you know, he, he's got his knapsack mm. slung over on a stick. Yep. And uh, he's... he's Can I get a lift? Yeah. Would you pick up a chicken if it was hitchhiking? Oh, look, I'd probably, I probably would. Yeah. Would you eat it or would it survive the journey? That depends on the conversation. Okay. 